Welcome to your Future Therapist podcast. Empower yourself with this free podcast for personal growth and well-being. Future therapist and life coach Kelly Newsom and co-host Megan Lachowski share honest, real-life stories to help others navigate life's challenges. Today we're talking about overcoming self-doubt, Megan. Woo-hoo. So we may have to be a little vulnerable. Oh no. But <laughs> we've never done that before. No, never. Podcast. I don't know what it feels like. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I mean, we both have a lot of things going on in our life yeah. that make us or has put us in a position that we have to kind of step out of maybe our comfort zones, mm-hmm. which for me personally does cause a lot of self-doubt because it's new, it's kind of like new waters that mm-hmm. I'm treading, right? Or I'm trying to think about the long-term plan Mm -hmm. and the short-term discomfort that I feel, right? And um, so I just kind of want to have that discussion today and kind of help people who think of things differently and have different perspectives Mm -hmm. to kind of listen to what our process is. Okay. So what's your experience? I mean, a lot. (laughs) Um, A lot of, uh, I've always been um like what the type of kid and then getting better at it in adulthood where like if somebody would give me a compliment um that was deserved um or just say like oh you're such a great gymnast or something I was always like oh no um and when I was a kid I that wasn't like a false humility I think mm-hmm. that there are a lot of times where we like say like oh no 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 like I can't accept that compliment kind of thing and it is kind of like a false humility and but but when I was young I didn't know what that meant I just genuinely was like no I don't want people to be like saying these good things about me I don't know like Mm -hmm. what I'm sure a therapist would be able to help me unpack all of that but um as I've gotten into adulthood I've realized like yeah, if I'm like good at something, that's fine. I'm allowed to be good at things and people are allowed to notice that I'm good at things just as I can notice that they're good at things mm-hmm. too. And like, we can just pay each other compliments, not because it's a transactional or conditional thing, but just simply because we're just acknowledging that people are giving people a little bit of encouragement or whatever. Right. And so um, I've been, I've had less self-doubt, I would say, as it, as I've progressed in that like um that humbleness as far as like being I can accept that I'm okay at things or I'm good at things Mm -hmm. and I can just be realistic about it and like kind of in tandem with that it's making me have less self-doubt because I can just be like oh this is something that I am actually qualified for or I am good at whether that is being received or not I know myself well and so it's kind of like those I I would actually lump those together just because I know that that that's been my experience with um, being able to like kind of accept that I'm okay and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think about just this podcast as an example, both of us putting ourselves out there and sharing very personal experiences Mm -hmm. and how I know some, it would, could be received as people just they can't believe that, you know, we are talking so frankly and so openly. And so, um, with the podcast in particular, I mean, the self-doubt is at the beginning, I feel much less now just kind of measuring my words, right. And being, not being probably as fluidly authentic as I am now, Mm -hmm. but 
but making sure that I'm not offending or that mm-hmm. I'm stating, you know, an experience in a way that's gentle and, mm-hmm. and maybe not cursing, which is really a natural part of yeah. my vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like, there was a lot, that was the self-doubt, right? Well, and you also had to get your footing under you as far as like, how are you going to put this on social media? Mm-hmm. Like what's, you know, how is it going to be? physically structured right so that was also part of it probably too at yeah. the beginning and now that you have a good system going on then it's yeah I mean even just today because we're physically here together yeah. I there was a moment where I was like I'm really nervous about this and it, it was very fleeting yeah. and it wasn't lasting and it had yeah. no effect like true effect on me but I did notice it mm-hmm. and thought what like why is that why did that just come through you know but another area is you know it's when you're trying to build uh, a business and and you need people to listen to you yeah. or you have like a database of your clientele or listeners or followers or whatever like a email list right yeah. i had finally got to a point where i talked had to talk myself into i have to do a weekly mm-hmm. um email and I'm and I wrote out like why do I have to do this like what is it that makes me think that that's the right thing and part of it is that it's part of my process of becoming yeah right a person who is willing to share like processes and experiences for the benefit of other people Mm -hmm. right like I hope that people who listen or read my newsletter can connect with something in there that they've been maybe not understanding about themselves. And so that's the, like the piece that I have to hold on to when that self-doubt of, Mm -hmm. do I belong here or should I be telling, do I have the authority Mm -hmm. to talk about my life? Yes. (laughs) Right. And so, and that's the other part of it is I've had to do work of realizing it's different. If I'm telling people, this is exactly what you need to do. And I'm not, what's it profitize or uh, like, I'm not a prophet, like telling people exactly how they should be. I'm not doing a sermon of morality and Mm -hmm. and how people should act. I'm just providing my life experiences as the example of how I've healed, right? So I've had to like readjust how I think so Mm -hmm. that the self-doubt becomes less and less. Like, And I think that that's the alignment, Mm -hmm. right? Of what you're doing with who you want to be. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Well, and like with my dance classes that I'm teaching, um, it's the same sort of concept as far as like, that is something where I'm not like, I'm not a master level dancer, you know, like the, like people who I have taken classes from, they are, (laughs) the cat is up here with us recording. (laughs) Um, that is that is not something that I am an expert in, but I know where I stand, um, I guess, within that industry or field or whatever. And I am comfortable with my knowledge, comfortable enough for now. I, I want to continue learning, you know, studying on my own. Um, but I feel I and I also know that I'm. I'm good at teaching, not necessarily, you know, not, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but for the most part, I'm, I have a lot of experience with coaching and with teaching and I feel very comfortable in that role. Mm -hmm. And I, I know how to teach the people that I'm teaching are beginners. And I know how to teach beginners to guide them to 
help them get started with their dancing journey. And I know how to get them thinking about certain things that will help them in the future. And then when they go take classes or workshops from people who are true masters at this type of dancing, they will already have a little bit of a background. Mm-hmm. And so I I like to, I, I have shifted my thought process of how I think of myself as a teacher, because there definitely was that um, self-doubt when I started with like, how am I qualified to do this? How am I going to make this happen? And now I'm like, well, I'm a guide. I know, I know I went through it. I started from nothing and took classes regularly and learned and then took classes from a lot of different types of instructors for the same dance. And I know what works for me. And I know what would have been helpful if I had had this at a certain point. Mm -hmm. And so I know not for, again, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm not going to resonate with everybody, but I, I know the things that will help guide people in the right directions for what type of instructor that's a master level instructor that they could learn from. And so that's helpful for me to basically just sort of analyze where I'm at because I'm not, I am, (laughs) I'm a fine enough dancer, Mm -hmm. but I know what I look like when I dance and I know what I still need to improve on and what I will probably never be able to fully succeed at. And that's fine. And I used to be really concerned about that that I wasn't like as good as I should be, but I'm simply, my body simply is what it is. And there's only so much I can do. I also have two other jobs. So it, you right. know, if this was my whole life doing this, then it would be a little different. But um, anyways, it's just been helpful for me to like, look at like assess, okay, where am I at? What are my strengths? Yeah. And how can I kind of guide people in the right direction yeah. to move forward? Well, and that's what I was going to say. There's a thread between mm-hmm. our two very different experiences that we're sharing. And it was, it's, it's acknowledging your strength, Mm -hmm. right. And really capitalizing and focusing on that. Mm -hmm. And then another thing that I thought of while you were talking was this fake it till you make it mentality. And I wonder what your thoughts are about that saying and that process and mentality, because I find Um, I can't do that because that's where I start to veer into uncharted territories where um, I'm not certainly not a fly by the seat of your pants type of person. And Mm -hmm. so that, that saying or that mentality actually doesn't work. It actually brings a lot more doubt and fear into what I'm trying to do. Um, But I think one strength, like the commonalities between our stories is strengths focusing on that, but also the willingness to learn more, right. To kind of be um, truthful about where you are in what you're trying to do and having a willingness to search out education Mm -hmm. to better yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. What are your thoughts on the fake it till you make it Um, mentality? Yeah. I mean, I can totally be a fly by the seat of your pants person. So like that can work for me. I don't necessarily want everything to be like that um, because I I like building structures so that I can have some more stability. Um, When I was younger, I was like, I want everything to be random and fly by the seat of your pants. And I want my whole life to be like that. And then I found out that I don't actually (laughs) want that. Um, But I think that I guess to modify the fake it till you make it so that to me, it feels more healthy and makes a little bit more sense is start somewhere. And so for dancing, for example, I, I knew that I, I know that I have enough knowledge to get people started and, and further, I mean, I can teach like a little further than that Mm -hmm. too, but 
the important thing is that I know how to get, get it going as far as like get people started with learning the steps. And then we can all learn more from mm-hmm. there. And it's never going to happen if I, if I don't do something, cause nobody else was doing it. Until. Right. And so somebody has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. And if I have the energy and the drive for it, which I do, then I need to just simply start somewhere. And so that's what I did. And so instead of faking it till I make it kind of thing, it's the same sort of concept where I might not be an expert yet, or I might not have everything perfectly planned out. I might not know exactly how, um, what, what's going to work the best for every class, but I'm at least starting somewhere. Yeah. So I feel like that's a good way. And we did that with the podcast too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we mm-hmm. just simply were like, we need to just start, start. Yeah. and get it going. Yeah. There. Yeah. And there's a lot of kind of wants from that original mm-hmm. conversation that are still pending, right? Like one, I don't have the energy to yeah. do edits. <laughs> I yeah. just don't like, I still don't. And, and so I have to kind of be okay with that. So any self-doubt around how the podcast or episodes are edited or how, you know, mm-hmm. if there was something I, I don't know, fl- flubbing over words and, mm-hmm. and all of that, it's like, that's the way it's going to be right now, you know? And so I can't really, um, I guess abide by those self self doubts if I'm not going to put yeah. kind of the effort to fix fix that. Um, I just thought of something else and it flew out of my head, but um, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, no, that's okay. At this as an example, like it is what it is. <laughs> well, and I did that too. Like, well, this is one of the the podcasts that we released earlier this year, we did two about this where like, um, cause you and I both are doing a lot of projects. And so just kind of checking in on yeah. how we got started with them. And, um, it's, the, it's just, I, I found that when I have, when I think about things that I want to do in that term of just getting something started and just starting somewhere, that's been so helpful for me, like truly transformative for my life to just do that because you can apply that to so many different mm-hmm. things. And I, I've always had a lot of fear in life of, um, a what if I've always been a, a what if person and, and I don't want to live my life in fear like that mm-hmm. and, and feeling that anxiety, which is fear. And so I, it's not that I remove that entirely from my life, but I, I try to just everything just be like, okay, what can I do at least to take one step forward? Because one step forward is better than zero steps forward, you know? So why not just at least take a baby step forward in this direction and see what happens. And if it pans out, great. If it doesn't, okay. Then I know that maybe I need to take a step in a different direction instead. And so everything from hobbies that I have, like, is there something, can I just do one little thing to mm-hmm. get started with that? Mm-hmm. If I keep procrastinating it for whatever reason, right. you know, no sensible reason why right. there's procrastination going on for a creative thing that I would enjoy right. doing. But if I keep procrastinating, can I take one step forward towards that and see what comes of it? And yeah. so many times it's worked out just fine. And then so many times it hasn't. And it's like, okay, well, at least I tried. At least right. I well, I think that capitalizing on what you're saying about starting Um, it's, if you don't, obviously everyone knows if you don't try at all, then you're never going to know. Right. But I think also it comes to a point where 
you learn along the way. So like I'm publishing, I am going to be publishing a weekly mm-hmm. newsletter. I ha- like yeah. for whatever reason, that is what I am feeling is yeah. needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be a daunting process. Yeah. Right. And so what now it's all coming back to me, what I wanted to say. So I started thinking about, I'm, I'm actually stepping in my own way mm-hmm. of how this newsletter should be structured. And if, a coworker sent me, well, he sends these newsletters out to us from someone he follows. And I just love the structure. And I'm like, why can't every week be structured in a certain way? Right. Because that's how my mind works. And it doesn't have to be this enormous newsletter. Mm -hmm. It can just be three sections. And that's super simple, something I can, I know I can do on a weekly basis. And so I think part of what I'm trying to say is sometimes we have an idea of what something should be and yeah. it, and it's usually grand yeah. and we need to take a step back so that it is actually manageable, which also helps the self-doubt less, right? It doesn't yeah. feed into that self-doubt because yeah. when we think that something needs to be bigger than it actually has to be, mm-hmm. there's so many different layers that you have to uncover and work on yeah. that you're scattered, right? Mm-hmm. And so- Yeah, I was also thinking for social media, because I've said on the podcast several times, like how much I struggle, struggle with it. And so I've actually taken that same kind of concept of, I need to look at how other people are doing Mm -hmm. theirs and what resonates with me Mm -hmm. and just emulate like, you know, and and so that's what I'm going to start doing, you know, is just emulate things that you find, um, simple in your mind right and try to find ways to to cop basically copy that concept you know yeah and then you'll put your own unique spin to it without an actual copy because you can tell with with social media or with newsletters that come out or whatever content is being put out there and this you know you can however is whatever you're thinking of in your in Mm -hmm. your brain is something that you can apply this to you can tell when somebody is doing a cut and paste cookie cutter version that is because somebody told them some marketing person told them that this is exactly what they have to do. And you can tell it's not authentic or organic. And so your newsletter, you found something that was like, Oh, this is what I need to do. And, you know, you could talk to 10 different social media people and they would all tell you, no, this is exactly how, what you need to do in order to whatever, grow your email list or whatever they're going to say. And it's not going to work if it's not authentic to what you want. And if you are struggling to put those emails out or put whatever content out it is or teaching your class, whatever it Mm -hmm. is, if you're struggling a lot and you're not, and when I say struggling, I mean, you're not being authentic. And Mm -hmm. so you're struggling with like what to, how to even put something together because it's not you and your voice, people are going to notice and you're not going to be successful at it. And, and it's better to be, you know, if we're going to continue talking about social media stuff, it's better to have less like engagement and followers and all of that, but have the people who you are reaching out to being, um, but you're being authentic mm-hmm. and organic with it. It's so much better to have a smaller, be on a smaller scale, Yes, but have it be true to what you want to do and what you're wanting to put out there than to put out some like bullshit cookie cutter something because that's what somebody told you that you should be doing. And then it's like, well, who's that helping? Because it's not helping right. you and it's not helping any of the other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I agree. It's, um, it's, I mean, if you can, 
So my struggle with social media isn't necessarily like my follower count, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, yes, I would love more people Wonderful. to listen yes. to my words yeah. and all of, and read my words. Um, but ultimately, yeah, you're right. It's it's more about the engagement and what's connecting mm-hmm. from you internally yeah. and your authenticity to to the people who need to hear it. Yeah. And and in this realm of like well being and mental health, not everybody is going to need mm-hmm. our content every day, right? Or right. all the time. I mean, there's so many times where I've followed, you know, a therapist online and after a while I don't need them. So I unfollow them mm-hmm. and then I find them again and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, refollow them. And yeah. it and the unfollow isn't, it's just what is in the moment, you yes. know? Yeah. I've done that. Um that's it's just funny that you bring that up because it makes me think about my evolution throughout my Instagram history. And like the, the waves that I've gone through the different eras of myself mm-hmm. with like the types of follow, well, obviously my friends I follow, but the types of, um, you know, business or inspirational accounts yeah. or whatever that I, that I choose to follow based on what I need at the time. And like, you know, for a while it was like food inspiration is what sure. I really needed. And then when I got everything that I needed out of that, yeah. then I just unfollowed a bunch of them. I had, you know, posts saved or whatever. And then I switched over to like working out. I was feeling so like I really needed to see what other people were doing because I didn't know what to do for myself. So I was just looking at a bunch of those videos, gathering ideas, figuring out what resonated with me. And then I was like, okay, I'm done with this. And then now it's like travel. Like I just want to look a picture of Italy. and right. just like, look at those. Yeah. And, and so it, it is, um, it's just a side note, but it is really interesting how um, your, what your need is for the moment is totally going to change. And I think that that's okay. I think that we have so many expectations about not just with social media, but just in general, what we should be focusing on, what we should be learning about and consuming. And it's fine for it to be what you need for that, for those three months or quarter Q3, Q4 or, or, you know, whatever. So I think it's okay to let yourself kind of go with the flow, go with whatever your, your brain or your heart is telling you um, that it needs at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, self-doubt. Yeah, no, I mean, it's all, it's all part of it. I think because what we consume also brings on a lot of, it can kind of spur on the self-doubt, right? Like if, if we're following, well, and I will say for me, like following other, uh, well-being accounts, Mm -hmm. sometimes it, or even listening to podcasts, like I have a list of them that I you, I'm going to say used to listen to. Yeah. And the reason why I don't right now is because I'm trying to find my own way yeah. through this. And there are times when I listen to or watch on social media, even though I want to emulate one in particular, mm-hmm. when I start to consume that content a lot, I start to question mm-hmm. how my perception yeah. of the way I want to communicate yeah. to our listeners, right? And I don't want that interference because I have to come like this is different. I'm not a therapist. I have not gone through grad school. I'm not licensed. Yeah. I'm going to learn a lot of what these professionals are talking about mm-hmm. in grad school, but I'm not that. I'm not yeah. that right now. And when so you've learned a lot of tools, resources, guidance. So like you've learned a lot of tools to mm-hmm. get you to a spot where you're at now. Yeah. Where you can just process exactly and figure out what works for you, but you had to and you had yeah. to, you, you know, you you didn't have those tools at first. Mm-hmm. And so now you have a little bit of, you know, ideas that you can then use to formulate into your own 
Yeah. And then, and then yeah. Yeah, move forward from there. Yeah. And so, I mean, from a self-doubt perspective, going back to that social media, it's like, it's, it's okay. Like you said, to like release yeah. and, and to not follow people that maybe it's not that they're, it's harmful content, but it's not resonating in the same way. You know? And not everything's going to resonate the same at every point in your life. I mean, right. Think about how many different versions of yourself that you have been throughout mm-hmm. your life. I mean, if you've been the same person, you're like, right. that's a problem. Just an FYI for the listeners, you should be evolving. Yeah. Um, but like, I've been so many different people just with how I've grown throughout my life. And of course, not everything that I consume or the people that I talk to or the TV shows that I watch anything, like nothing is going to be exactly the same at every point in my life. That doesn't make sense. And that's really boring. And that's not a way to learn. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to go with what, what your soul is telling you that it needs in order to grow towards the next step or, you know, into Q1 of next year. (laughs) Um, and so I think it's just important to allow yourself to, to just do what is needed, because if you keep, if you keep consuming the same stuff, if you keep thinking the same way, talking to the same people, when things aren't resonating with you and you know that something needs to shift, but you keep doing that, that's when things like doubt are going to come in. Yeah. Well, so I was just thinking as you were talking, if I had heard you say everything that you just said, let's just go four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have, the number one question would be like, what do you mean? What resonates yeah. or what do you mean? Like your soul? Like, yeah. I mean, not that I didn't understand the concept, but I wasn't as connected. And so, uh, and one thing that I do tell some clients when they're feeling like they just don't know what to do is like to trust yourself, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Is to, and to kind of connect back with your soul and your mm-hmm. body and how, where, where you feel pressures and mm-hmm. to like, listen to those parts of yourself, because yeah. I will say that from my own experience, denying mm-hmm. all of those, that gut feeling and that intuition that is natural in all of us, but denied by so many, like that's part of, I think what you're talking about, right. Is yeah. You know, this is making me think of this another side note. Sorry. A lot of those. Um, I was just listening yesterday to an episode of a comedy podcast called freedom and um, freedom. Freedom. Okay. It'll be in the show now. Okay. And, um, and they were, so it's comedy stuff. So they were just chatting and it was funny, but then somebody wrote in and asked how, do, and they're all, um, you know, in the acting or writing world. So they all do that sort of, they're in that sort of creative world. So somebody had written in and asked, what do you do when you're feeling stuck with creativity? Which is like a good insightful mm-hmm. question, particularly for, you know, just like a funny podcast. And they all had similar answers just with different, different details that work better for them. But it was just really sweet to hear them kind of shift into, well, you know, if you're feeling stuck, don't just sit at your desk and keep trying to make the same thing work because it's not working. Go take a shower, you know, so that you're doing something totally different and you can't do anything other than shower when you're mm-hmm. in the shower. Go take a walk, go sit outside for a little bit. Go, they were like giving out these really, and what, what really resonated with me was how all of them, all of the suggestions that they gave were really simple tasks to do and really normal healthy mm-hmm. tasks to do or like go to sleep because yeah. your brain's going to process when it sleeps or or whatever and so it it was just really um for me 
it was really, it was a really helpful reminder, not that I'm, you know, doing the, I'm not, you know, a, a comedy writer like they are, but I have my own creative things or even just at work too, even if it's not creative, but my brain is feeling fuzzy and I'm like, I cannot stare at this computer right yeah, now. Like I'm sure. not, I'm not being productive. So I just go take a walk and I mm-hmm. read my book or I listen to a podcast or something take 20 minutes and that helps me reset. And then sometimes you need longer. Sometimes you need to step away for longer. Of course, it depends on what it is, but it was just really cool to hear all of them give like immediately. They were like, this helps me. This helps me. This helps me. And it's always simple things right. stepping away yeah. to think, to do something that's enjoyable. And so if you as a person are feeling, you know, you can just apply this to like, if you're feeling self-doubt or you're feeling like things aren't resonating with you or you're feeling stuck or, or whatever it is, take a pause, do something that's enjoyable, start there. And then, and then try to shift back to, if you have something that you need to accomplish, but you're, if you're feeling stuck or if you're feeling like you have doubt, you know, kind of come back to basically come back to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, it's so true. And meditation is another example of that. That's something I implement. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's incredible, like when you do take those pauses and kind of get out of the situation or the environment that you're in where you're feeling stuck, how um, self-reflection and also how answers just tend to come to you, you know, and and because you are giving yourself the allowance of time and mm-hmm. peace, maybe some peacefulness or needs yeah. to have breaks. And that's why like, you know, the, I feel like it's a, it would say now, like you shouldn't cram for tests. You should sleep right. before a test because mm-hmm. that is physically your brain is consolidating information yeah. and it needs that rest and that break time in order to do it. And you're not going to be as efficient if you're not giving your physical brain right. that opportunity to do that. But then that also goes to your soul and everything else. Yeah. You know? it's, you're not going to be creative if you're continually like pounding the dirt and you're like always going, going, going. And that, that creativity is not going to be there forever. You need to, you know, w- or, or the workload, the productivity, right. whatever it is right. that you, you're going to break like, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's similarly when you're working out, right. Mm-hmm. You need the rest time mm-hmm. in between workouts for your body to recover. And well, so, and I get famously very bored of working out, like almost immediately mm-hmm. after I start working out <laughs> and I think I'm just really burnt out from working out. Sure. <laughs> um, and so what I do is I think about like, okay, I need to move my body you know, I'm feeling like stiff. I need to just like get some motion going on. What do I feel like doing right now? And of course, you know, this is depending on where you're at in your life, where you live and, you know, everybody has different circumstances going on. So I'm fortunate that I'm able to just be like, what workout do I feel like doing right now? But for me, I I just work at home and I do simple stuff and, you know, we're talking about working out, but again, you can apply this to, Mm -hmm. to different concepts, but I just think, okay, what's going to feel good for me to do right now? If it's dancing, then I'm going to do that. If it's like little gymnastics motions that I can just do in my living room, then I'll do that. Or if it's like something more strength training, then I'll just do that. I'll do what I feel like doing. Mm -hmm. And then once I start to get a hint of like, God, I'm tired of doing this, then I stop because if I keep going, then I'm not going to want to work out for like two weeks because I'm like, I'm so over it. I was so bored. So I stop myself before I get to that, like burnout point of the activity that I'm yeah. doing. And I tend to be like that with my creative hobbies. 
um, as well. And like doing some type of art or doing some type of sewing or something like that, I'll get an urge to have like a creative urge to work on it. So I will go hard with it while I have that urge. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I'm feeling kind of like, okay, I'm slowing down. I, I don't want to continue doing this right now. Then I stop because yeah. it's not worth it to burn myself out from right. it. And then I usually end up bouncing back from that quote unquote burnout much faster than if I push it too hard. Yeah. And then I get more. Of it I bet a lot of people resonate with that. Yeah. You know, I mean, not only just in working out, yeah. but in other exactly where you have fits of inspiration yeah. and that can't last that level of it cannot last your lifetime. No, it's not. Stable. Yeah. Or even like a month or something, you know, depending on what it is, like it's not going to last forever. And just go with it. Go with what your body is telling you that it needs. Yeah. So I think how I'm going to relate that back to self-doubt is that we, (laughs) we've gone on some tangents, but I think it's good because, well, I think it's, I think that it's related. And again, this is how I'm reflecting on myself is that the expectation that I operate at this high, high level works for a bit and then it doesn't. And then I'm left wondering what's wrong with me. And then that self-doubt, that is like how my self-doubt starts to get engaged, right? And inflamed. And and we're also talking about like, kind of like positive ways that you can mitigate the Mm self-doubt rather than like our you know, we didn't talk that much about our experience with like the negative side of self right. more like what have we done that we notice has been able to help us mm-hmm. kind of mitigate that. Anyways, you were saying. No, no, it was just a connection while you were talking and talking about just that high level mm-hmm. of effort that we yeah. put forth something. And when we burn out, mm-hmm. we look at ourselves as failures, which then instigates the, the self-doubt that we feel. But I think, you know, in anything that we're doing, I mean, it could be anything from going for an interview, you know, and, and all the anxiety that goes around that. I mean, I can think of for the job that I have now, just fretting. I mean, mostly because the way that the job description was written and the verbal kind of recommendations I was getting from the person who currently had the job, it wasn't matching with my skill set. And that brought on a lot of Mm -hmm. self-doubt. And I remember sitting at my desk and thinking, okay, I'm about to jump on this Zoom interview panel and I just have to be me. Yeah. Like talk about the things that I know. If it Mm -hmm. doesn't fit, I I can't literally cannot do anything about that. Right. You know, it's like they, if I'm not a good fit because I don't have the experience, I can't do anything about the experience. All I can do is share how I've worked project, how my management style, my, and my strengths like that's. And so it kind of does go back to being authentic with how, what you're doing and how you want to present yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and staying true to yourself. Well, and I have the same experience with my job that I'm at right now too, where I'm not, I was not technically qualified to do my job as far as like now when the job, cause like mm-hmm. now we put together, we've like redone job descriptions for every position right. at the company and looking at my job description, I'm like, I definitely was not there. And my boss knew that I wasn't there too, mm-hmm. but the reason, oh, and I was also fortunate that I have a boss who recognized my right. transferable skills. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that. Um, but I, I knew that I wasn't actually qualified to do that. And I knew that going into the interview and 
I still was like, well, same exact thing that you just said, like, I'm just going to be me. I know what I'm, what I am good. I know the skills that I do have. And I know how I could translate those into this new work environment. So I would have, you know, specific job related, you know, Mm -hmm. that company related things that I needed to learn, but I already know how to do that concept. It just looks different. And so I was just authentically myself when I was doing my interview and it worked out just fine by doing that. Again, not everybody's going to have management that's going to recognize that because there are lots of people who that's not what they're looking for. And that's whatever they can do that. But we all have transferable skills. And so rather than like, I could have, I mean, I did have some self-doubt. I definitely knew that I wasn't qualified, but I could have let that consume me and been like, no, I can't even interview for this because I'm too nervous that it wouldn't work out because I have too much self-doubt or whatever. And instead I was like, well, I'm just going to push forward and be myself and then see what happens. And it ended up working out just fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of putting together the theme of, or maybe like the end result of everything that we've talked about is one if you're feeling that self-doubt, look to your strengths, yeah. right? Look mm-hmm. to the things that you know you're, where you're confident. Yeah. And then two would be um, being able to, um, sorry, I'm now focused on my dog who's <laughs> making noises, but um, so look at your strength and then two, take a pause, right? Yeah. Take a pause. Yeah. Yeah. And then third, I would say is, um, I mean, there are always ways to push forward. It just may not be Mm -hmm. exactly how you had originally thought of it, right? Thought it should be. Yeah. Like you really do have to move forward. Yeah. Release expectation and kind of go back to your, what it feels right for you. Yeah. 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 Okay. That was a really great concise way to bring all of those tangents back to the original point. (laughs) Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, this is, I think self-doubt comes to us in all different ways, right? I mean, and we may not even know like the anxiety that you might feel for something. You may not understand what that's really transpiring or becoming Mm -hmm. Um, and self-doubt might be it. I mean, I just, I feel for people when they feel that um, they don't belong, you know, like in like, it's stressful. Not, um, what is it called? Like, uh, what it's, we said it earlier where I don't belong in this arena, you know, um, there's a term for it and I'm so sorry that I've, I've lost it. Yeah. So I just think, and one thing that I heard was, you know, each of us bring our own special flair or Mm -hmm. gift to the world, right? Like, um, if I'm looking at other, uh, coaches or, you know, because I want to be a therapist, if I'm looking at their accounts, they are delivering their message in their own way. Yeah. And that's their gift, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I have gifts too. It's mm-hmm. just going to come differently. Yeah. It's going to be presented differently than this other person. If everybody was sharing their gift mm-hmm. in exactly the same way, everything would be so boring. Right. We would all be exactly the same. And we're obviously not all mm-hmm. the same. And so, yeah, I think I love that. Like, look to your strengths and and use that to like channel that mm-hmm. basically to help with that doubt because we all do have strengths. Yeah. Well, yeah. So looking at the strengths and being real about your weaknesses and being okay with trying to figure that out while 
exemplifying and well, creating because you yeah. know, we all know people or like um you know influencers or what people in our lives but also people you know on the internet like we all know people who have this um image that they put out like they don't have weaknesses and mm-hmm. we all know that they're funny and right. it's fake mm-hmm. and we all get irritated by it and so don't do that for yourself either right. and even if it's on a smaller scale don't be phony and just like put your put your um you know your strengths forward be aware of mm-hmm. like what you still need to grow in because that's totally fine that would be really weird if you knew how to do everything on the planet right. you know and so just focus on that focus on what you can what you can control and what you know that you can bring to the table and then just the weaknesses that you have recognize that and then just learn from it I love it mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect way to end smart <laughs> I just don't know what to do with myself. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that's a good ending note. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Colleen. Sure. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Future Therapist podcast. If you'd like to reach co-hosts Kelly Newsom and Megan Lachowski, feel free to text them at 530-733-6400 or reach them by email at yourfuturetherapistpodcast.com at gmail.com. You can also slide into their DMs on Instagram, handle at yourfuturetherapist underscore pod. Make sure to like and subscribe and give us a five-star review on any of the streaming platforms you listen to this podcast on.